Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,853. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Simi Valley, California, with a very special guest by the name of Jane Thurman. Jane, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for us to have a chat. Absolutely. We'll have some fun. And releasing a clutch is something you know all about. <laughs> Before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this uh, new exciting reinvention you've done of your life, what's <laughs> one thing you might share with the listeners that maybe most people don't know about you, Jane? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, is it, I think I should say it's, I'm over 50. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah, my my racing career began at 50. Well, you know, I had a guest on that I think you know of, Renee Brinkerhoff. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved Renee's story about one day out, you know, she'd been an at-home mom, folding clothes, and I decided, I think I want to go racing. <laughs> and kind of like what you've done, and boy, has she gone racing. She's raced in seven continents and taken her little Porsche all over the place. But your story is very similar in many ways. So allow me to give you a proper introduction, and then we're going to dive into the fun that you're having because I'm just, I'm really proud of you because not too many people do what you have done, and that is really decide, you know what? This is the next chapter. I'm not getting old, I'm getting bold. I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, you can have that one. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Jane Thurman is a performance driving instructor for Bridgestone Winter Driving School, and she's a motorsports lifestyle journalist with k and Filters, having published over 70 articles. She is also the host of her own live series on Instagram titled Riding a Shotgun TV. After 30 years of marriage and raising three children, this empty nester decided to reinvent herself and began a new chapter in her life. That's right, bold. That's what I said. <laughs> this all started seven years ago when Jane embarked upon a new adventure. Her goal is to have an impact on others and challenge them to step out of their comfort zone and to showcase what she has learned along the way. Her dream is to show that regardless of your age, with a little extra focus on the moms who have done raising their kids, now is your time to shine. Most definitely. We'll be back in a minute to talk with Jane. First, a word from our valued sponsors. So keep the seatbelts on. It's going to be a fun ride, a fast ride. We'll be right back. Are you ready to get out and hit the road? Boy, I sure am. This country has so much to offer, and what better way than to get out and drive? Covercraft protects the things that move you. From protective covers for the outside of your vehicles to the inside with dash covers, seat covers, and sunscreens, all creatively designed to keep your vehicle cool for those roadside stops for a meal or to take in the view. Covercraft custom tailors their designs for your special vehicles and manufacturers with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Road trips can be hard on your vehicle surfaces, so protect them. And when you get home, cleanup is fast and easy. 
and you want to get a deal? Well, I've got one just for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21, yeah, 21 at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Go to Covercraft.com today. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company. And I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework. I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Jane, so we are back. Let's dive a little deeper into the corner, something that you're very good at doing. Let's talk about this bold decision you made at a point in your life. What inspired this? What has you so excited? And tell us what you're doing, because this is very cool. You're one cool mom. (laughs) Thanks so much, Mark. (laughs) And you're a grandma too, right? Yes. Even cooler. I I go by the title Lolly to my (laughs) grandchildren. So we are- we are lolly and pop. So. <laughs> you know what? I might take that given that I'm going to be a grandpa here in a couple months. I love that. Yeah, very cool. Well, to answer to answer your question, what inspired this whole morphing and transition? I was just talking to somebody yesterday about it because it was one of my daughter's friends that said, how do you wind up doing this? And it really came from a place of gosh, I really want to spend more time with my kids. I need to be cooler. I really, really want to find something that I can do that might keep them interested in me. I'm supremely interested in everything that they do. And uh, timing was just right. We have an automotive shop in Simi Valley. My husband and I own a shop where he actually does all the work. I'm just the silent partner. And uh, he builds Corvettes, nice. specifically C1, C2 Corvettes. They're called Resto Mods. And it was our chassis builder who had suggested that we come out to an event uh, hosted by Bill Howell. And it was called Run to the Coast. And like you, I grew up in an area close to the beach and loved anything coastal, have always loved anything coastal. So we wound up 
scooting down there. And, you know, I slid the car around and thought, wow, this is fun, but didn't take much interest in it. Then we wound up at a good guys event later that spring in Del Mar. And you know Del Mar. Yeah, I lived there for about (laughs) 11 years. Yeah, after I got married. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was very interested in the area and then saw this parking lot, if you will, with cones and hit every single one. (laughs) Oh, good for you. (laughs) Yeah, but, but, okay, that might be, that might be exaggerating a little bit. (laughs) But I was inspired to keep trying. And by the end of the weekend, I had done very well in my class. And that was the beginning of my ultimate transformation in motorsports. So no kidding. Now, I understand your father was an executive for the Screen Actors Guild, and he had some close friends that were very famous stunt drivers, Hal Needham, Smokey and the Bandit fame, Bill Hickman, the man behind the French Connection and Bullet. There's a nice inspiration for you. But you took that little driving experience there in Del Mar to heart, and I think it kindled a fire in you. It did. I will tell you that one of my interesting stories with my husband, Greg, is that I was working at a little pizza restaurant in our neighborhood when he popped in with friends and we got to talking. And one day he picks up the phone and calls me. Now, mind you, I was completely into cars, going to Van Nuys Boulevard. I remember the first time I saw, you know, this Corvette with side pipes. It was a 69. It was black with you know, ghost flames and all of that. And he calls me at work and poses this question. I didn't know him very well. He's like, Hey, you want to go for donuts? And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. But lo and behold, he rolls up in a 69 Z 28 and it had just sprinkled outside and we went for donuts and (laughs) different um, kind of donuts. Are we talking? Not not the sweet pastry. Oh, we call it the smoky donut. The smoky donut. Wow, so, what a clever guy. Wow, yeah. what a pickup line. I wish I'd known I that know. one. Gee whiz. I know, I know right? Yeah. Well, um, and that kind of spawned a, a, or lit the fuse, I should say, because, or kept stoking the fire would be better. Because I grew up around, you know, stuntmen and Heading to Long Beach Marine Stadium as a, as a child with my father to watch the boat drags and all over the state of California, wherever we could go, and uh, riding in his Corvette to the boat drags and just was... I, I'm not really sure. I guess I'm just wired that way to be super excited about loud motors. And and I'm talking about a well-tuned motor. Yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about anything <laughs> that's missing a piston but or missing <laughs> uh, uh, a cylinder. But, you know, that exposure really kind of collectively created a monster? <laughs> well, it, you know, you think about this. This is something that in your youth was put into your psyche. And then you went into mom mode. You raise kids and that gets you busy. And your focus is on your family and not yourself so much many times. Uh, and then you end up an empty nester. And all of a sudden you go, maybe now is my time. And you, right. t- you took that very literally and said, you know what, I'm going to have some fun. Uh, now, I have to ask, what was your husband's reaction to all this? I'm sure he was excited, but at the same time, like, uh-oh, what's happening well, here? You know, what was really fascinating is that we both 
ventured into this together. Oh, wow. And yeah, and we had one car that we shared that I affectionately named Scarlet. She's a 1964 Resto Mod Pro Touring Corvette now. Oh. But, you know, we started doing this together and it did a couple of really fantastic things because you couldn't really tell somebody who's working on your vehicle, oh, it's that sticky thing over here. It changed <laughs> my level of communication with him. Yes. I had to be much more concise. And it improved my ability to problem solve. And what was really fascinating is Greg, my husband, has always been somebody who holds the bar pretty high. Mm-hmm. And in the best possible way. I wanted to reach that bar. He's naturally gifted at racing. When we were first dating, he was a test rider for motorcycle companies and magazines and just very, very adept at that type of skill set. Yes. And mentality, that competitive mentality. And I didn't really ever think I had you know, a competitive uh, personality, Mm -hmm. but indeed I do. And I was really, it's been really fascinating to watch my personal evolution at this middle stage of my life and to be supported by my kids and have, this is something that's funny that I have to throw in here. I was having a rough time picking up time on laps and talking to my daughter. She says to me, this is after she's graduated high school. Maybe she was a senior in high school. She's like, mom, just think about it this way. You've got to get me to Mr. Taller's (laughs) class on time because I can't be late. And it was so cute to see how, you know, these kids have, ultimately supported, encouraged, uplifted, participated in this journey with Greg and I. Right. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. It's very cool. I feel pretty lucky. (laughs) Well, no kidding. No kidding. But, you know, I always say that there is no luck. It's really uh, when opportunity meets inspiration and drive. And that's what it's done for you. Talk a little bit about this uh, riding shotgun TV deal that you're doing, because you're bringing your excitement so that other followers of you can share along and maybe be inspired by this. That's your ultimate goal, right? Yes. Well, riding shotgun TV was very interesting. I wanted to put together a blog a few years ago to really journal my experiences in hopes that it might inspire a contemporary. I was in yoga one day and talking to some women who had found out that I had started this whole racing gig. And I will tell you, the yoga really helped controlling my breathing, mm, controlling yeah. my nerves. So, so it's, that was really a fantastic thing, but recognizing and seeing that these women were just making such a fuss about what I was able to do and really not recognizing that maybe they're not going to go out and go racing, but they most assuredly can do something. And it came to me, it was an inspiration to just journal 
my actual, I don't know, experiences. And then uh, realizing that I need to talk to people. I need to ask them questions. And so it evolved. Writing Shotgun evolved from me telling my story into, hey, basically, how do you get to be such a badass? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there's across the board, through all walks of life, there are women that do things that we don't talk about, that have faced challenges that um, other women can be as- inspired by. Oh, yeah. And I really feel passionate. I, I, obviously, you can tell it in my voice. I yes. feel super passionate about that. And it's all ages. And that's where Riding Shotgun TV came from. And it was earlier this year, April Fools was the day that I selected nice. to start my Instagram live series. I love it. And and it's my little grassroots because I do grassroots racing. Yep. I'm going to do a little grassroots program that hopefully will touch people in a way that they say, oh, that's me. Oh, shoot. I can do that. You know, Jane, you and I are kindred spirits, uh, brother and sister from another mother or other yes. mothers, I think, <laughs> in a way, because that's what Carja is all about. My mantra, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, is just that. It's a double entendre of together, you and I are inspiring other people to listen to your story and be inspired to go out and do something that they only dare dream about. And you know what? If Jane can figure this out and do it, or any of the other 1,853 guests I've had here on the show... <laughs> You know, maybe I can. And I get emails every week from people saying, thank you. That guest inspired me. I'm going to go do this. I never thought I would, but now I'm going to do it. And that's the true secret sauce to life I've discovered is that when we're giving to others, that's when we're truly fulfilled. Many things I've learned about inspiring guests here is that there's some type of a driving inspiration, some mentor in their life. Who was that for you that helped you move forward? Maybe specifically in what you're doing now with writing shots on TV? It's, it's interesting. I've been fortunate enough to have many mentors along my way, but one comes to mind because we just clicked. We were at a, an off-road movie premiere sitting across from one another at dinner and it just clicked. And we began several projects together and, and working together. And that would be my dear friend, rest in peace, Jesse Combs. Oh yeah. And, uh, she was, she was very in, uh, inspirational in so many ways and working with her, with the Real Deal Revolution and her partner, my friend, Teresa Contreras, the idea of exposing young women and new women and older women to uh, skilled trades and everything that that includes, whether it's racing a car, taking photos, you know, just run the gamut with it because mm-hmm. it, um, you know, it's interesting. Teresa and I spoke about this last week that we feel her wings on our shoulders, yes. you know, and it, 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 she was such a powerful force and to have spent any time in her presence was an honor and a treat. So she was pretty Oh, she's special. Jesse was a guest here on Cars, yeah. And I got, not only did I get to have her as a guest, but I got to spend a day with her down in Southern California. I was- uh, In Long yeah, Beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at her shop in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. And while, <laughs> yeah. well, I was a MC at a classic car event and she was one of the many guests. And I had a group of 
I believe there were seven or eight women up on the stage at one time that I was trying to corral and, uh, and talk to. <laughs> was that a couple? Was that a couple years? Two ago? years ago. Yep. I was there. Were you? Oh, yes, I was. Well, there we you were go. In a real deal booth. I am so shocked that we didn't. Co- <laughs> I, we well. didn't connect then, but we did now. Yes. But while well, there was a lot of people at that event, but I was really honored to be invited to be an MC. And what was supposed to just be one day ended up being three days. I think I did. And they told me, oh, you just interview seven people. And I think I ended up interviewing 30, but uh, it just went so well. And, and it was nice to meet Jesse in person and then just kind of see how all her fans interact around her and what she did and, and such a tragic loss at such a young age. But the great thing is she truly was that inspiration for young people and her name keeps coming up over and over and she just keeps living on. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, I love the way you said that wings on shoulders. So anyone whose life she touched, she did put wings on their shoulders because she had that can-do attitude. Uh, and it was just so, so tremendous. So you, you listeners that maybe didn't hear my talk with Jesse, you can go back and listen to her on the Cars App uh, website. Really worth listening. So uh, I like to say at least I have her voice captured forevermore. She's right. out there in so many videos and she's done so much, but uh, it was really a, a, a real honor to have her as a guest here. I think that was fantastic. Let's take a short break and we come back. I want to talk a little bit about a challenge because you don't just jump into something like this without meeting up with some challenges and how you overcame them and more importantly, the lessons they taught you. So uh, keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett Jackson auctions is contagious and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great techs. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Did you know that Cars yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts? In the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth 
Plus, your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. All right, Jane, so we're back. So uh, with that inspiration that Jesse Combs left us with, let's talk about a big challenge because without challenges, without failures, we really don't learn. We don't push ourselves. And what you're doing is pushing yourself outside of this comfort zone, doing something you've never done before, which I really commend you for. Talk about one of those bumpy rides, would you? Well, where, do, where does one begin? <laughs> I can, I can, <laughs> I can share the time I crashed my car or blew up a motor. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and that's Both an, those. And that's an interesting <laughs> feeling. Yeah. I think to, I'm, I'm inspired to share this concept. I think sometimes as women or men, I don't want to discount men at all. We have an idea. We have something that we're passionate about. And we come up against naysayers or we don't have the time or we don't like our appearance or we don't think we're well-educated. And there's so many different things that can actually bombard us mentally as we step into a different or new role. I've been asked several times with regards to racing, how does it feel to be a woman in racing? Mm-hmm. It hasn't felt any different to me, but that may come from the way I perceive it. I have been fortunate enough to have people on my side and not put me down or otherwise where racing is concerned. And I really believe because I've gone with my eyes open and inquisitive, that has helped. I'm different. I'm six foot one and I drive a little itty bitty tiny car. Wow. So yeah. either you can poke fun at it or embrace it. <laughs> I've been really, really fortunate. I've embraced it. It's hard as hell for me to get out of that car sometimes <laughs> after you get on the track for a, a fair amount of time. Yeah. So, you know, those are sometimes the physical challenges mm-hmm. of racing, but the mental challenges really come from self doubt, mm-hmm. if I don't think I'm good enough. And that for me, Mark, frankly, is something that I work on every day. I really, at this point, especially with riding shotgun, I, I think timing is everything. That's why I, you know, put my toes in with the blog. Yeah. And as I felt and became more comfortable and really, COVID has really helped because it has shown me it's a now or never process. Oh boy. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm grateful for that exposure because it's helped me to get out of my head. Mm, So oftentimes I see that with myself and I'm not self-centered enough or think I'm that special that I'm the only one that it's happening to. That would be ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, this is tremendous what you're sharing here, my father taught me years ago when I was young about self-doubt and about excuses that we use 
to not do things in our lives. And he said this to me, and it's always stuck in my mind. Excuses are the lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you stop and think about that, and when you say to yourself, well, I couldn't ever be a race car driver like Jane, or I could never be a blogger like Jane, or I can never put myself out there on Instagram live like Jane does. Well, why not? Because those are just excuses. You make up excuses. Well, I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not talented enough, or I'm not skilled enough, or I can't write. They're just excuses you make up that are really lies. Because if you want to do the things like Jane is doing, you can, but you've got to start. If you go back and listen to my first 100, 200, 300 podcasts, they're horrible. (laughs) I can't even listen to them. Ah, freaks me out. And I'm still learning and trying to get better every day. But at the same time, it's like the old saying, just do it. You just have to start. And then once you start, and if you surround yourself with positive people, they will keep pushing you along. Even though you might be terrible, they'll keep, or they'll be brutally frank and say, you know, you really need to change in this way to improve. And you'll go, oh, well, thanks for telling me other than, oh, you're so good. And then they go, oh, that Jane. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What does she think she is? So I, I love the fact that you open up your heart there to us because it tells other people and reminds other people that anything is possible. And we're living in a wonderful point in time in history. Never before could you and I reach so many people so easily and inspire so many people through this medium of these magic devices we have in our hands. Right. Right? I mean, it's incredible when you think about it. I I look at my listenership is in over 80 countries, and I always joke and say those 35 guys in Cambodia that listen to Cars Yeah every day. (laughs) Uh, Bless you guys. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, But the fact is that you can reach all these people, and you can inspire, and you can be creative, and you can do things you never dreamed of doing. So I appreciate you kind of taking us on that, which leads me to the bucket list question here, and that is, what's in your future? What else do you want to do? Oh, well, a few years ago, I actually put together and inspired by Jesse, I put together a list of things that I wanted to do. And then I wanted to make a little television show about it. I was thinking big. I'm going grandiose, very large with regards to this. And because the question is, why? No, the question's why not, right? Mm, yeah. Who cares? Why not? Let's see. And a lot of it came from the fact that Bridgestone, Winter Drive School, I wanted to attend that school but couldn't afford it, so I asked them for a job mm, <laughs> instead. Nice. I thought, well, I've got some marketable skills. I'll, I'll, I'll try this. And then I got to slide around on ice for, you know, four months. So who, who's complaining about that, <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I think bucket list. I love the idea of travel. I absolutely love the idea of travel. And I will say that I did get my motorcycle license earlier this year. Nice. And I wouldn't mind going on a radical adventure, whether it's in another country. I haven't thought that far in advance, Mm -hmm. but I would love to have an opportunity to do something like that with my husband. My daughter and I actually got our motorcycle licenses together. Oh, wow. And yeah, I know. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? No. Sounds um, sounds very cool. I know. Who would have thought at this age I was going to get my motorcycle license, right? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I I keep even surprising myself at some of the stuff. So I don't have this looming, large, long bucket list because I keep going after it and keep And that would, if if I could make 
or help one person understand we don't have to wait till something catastrophic happens or we're given some news that, you know, we've got six months to live. We don't have to wait till then. We can start our bucket list now. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a great quote uh, by James C. Collins. It's a true BHAG, he calls it, B-H-A-G, Big Hairy Audacious Goal, uh, <laughs> as he says, it is a clear and compelling, it's clear and compelling, it needs to be, and serves as a unifying focal point of effort, and it catalyzes team spirit and action in people, which I think is great. And, you know, you talk about motorcycles, there's been several women I've had on the show just this year alone who, in their past, got on a motorcycle and rode around the world. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, some great stories. A couple books were written as a result of those, and I'll put those links onto your show notes page for listeners to find those. But uh, these are women that just decided, you know what? I'm going to get a bike and I'm going to go travel the world. And they did it, which back then probably could have done it more. There's some some that rode through Africa, which now maybe you don't want to do that because of time, changing times. But there's plenty of places to go and plenty of places to see. So as I always say, you go, girl. Um, I think that's <laughs> fantastic. And uh, have fun out there on the roads. Be careful. Uh, I used to ride bikes, so keep your your head up, as they say in yeah. motorcycle school, and pay attention to all those uh, people out there that aren't paying attention. Yeah. You know, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about a, a special vehicle in your life. I mean, you and your husband are surrounded by pretty cool vehicles, but is there one that really stands out, and what is that, and what's the story behind it? Well, of course, I, I love my little Scarlet. That was <laughs> the, first, the first car that I actually raced in, but... I think, hmm, you know, there's nothing like your first vehicle. Mm -hmm. That was a 72 El Camino for me that I bought when I was 15 and a half after working for two years at the little pizza restaurant, Yeah, which was great. It was a super great car. And then, of course, I learned how to actually do a donut in the 69 Camaro. But I think that the most special car was the 68 convertible Corvette my husband picked up on the recycler, right? Oh, wow. oh yeah, I paid, remember that. Yeah. Paid 1400 bucks for it. Oh, gosh. Right? It was literally, this was the first Corvette he ever built. Wow. And it happened to be for my 21st birthday. Oh, nice. It was the cutest little Barbie car. <laughs> Gas was 68 cents a <laughs> yeah. gallon. Yeah. I was in college at the time and I would drive my little car from Pierce College after school down to Corral Creek Beach to do my homework. Mm -hmm. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. It got me close to what I loved, which was the sea. I got to also drive with the top down. Who yeah. doesn't love that? Oh, yeah. And it was just the most fantastic car. It came to us. It wasn't considered a roller. It was on a flatbed and milk crates. It was completely apart. Oh, wow. Spent three and a half months fixing that little cute car for me. Nice. And yeah, I have to say that was really the beginning of a business mm -hmm. uh, venture and the beginning of the exposure for me to, you know, I think we probably had 30 Corvettes in our, our life together. Wow. And uh, yeah, just always kind of, you know, flipping something, you know, there's early in the uh, 80s, that's what you did. Of course, <laughs> of course. Cars. People flip houses, we flipped cars. Flip cars, <laughs> so. yeah, well, people still do that today. And I'm just thinking of the guys at Pierce College going, who is that gal? 
Yeah, it, it, that little Barbie car turned a lot of heads. It was white with a little hit of mother of pearl wow. in it. And it had a nice black stay fast top. And oh my gosh, it had BF Goodrich Euro TAs on oh, it yeah. with uh, later model Corvette wheels. I think I had like, you know, the C4 Corvette wheels on it at the time. Cool. You know, it was just a little bit different. It wasn't stock. He gently modified it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was... Cool badass. Ride. Yeah, Let no me just kidding. Tell you, it was so cute. No badass. Kidding. And and it was really great purchase and investment. It wound up being purchased three years later because I said I was 21. My I got pregnant when I was 24. So we sold the car, and that car went to Switzerland. A beautiful couple in oh Switzerland gosh. purchased the car and wow. shipped it off to Switzerland. Huh. And yes, we sold it for a small fortune. Nice. Bravo. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, hey, there's something to this. Yeah, maybe there's a business <laughs> so, in here somewhere. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm going to crawl into your head here, Jane, and oh, ask my. you a very <laughs> unique question. If, okay. you were, if you were manifest as a car, this isn't what you want to be. This is your attribute personality into a vehicle what would you be but the most important part of this question is why so as far as a car goes right yeah is that what you're thinking oh, oh yeah. boy this is it this is you know obviously the obvious uh, answer would be a corvette and yeah. um so we'd go with that and i'd probably say a c3 mm-hmm. because that was the first really the first corvette i ever saw i remember that roscoe and topanga 10 years old and saw this big grizzly guy behind the wheel of that black C3. <laughs> um, I would probably go with uh, 70 to 72, uh, big block, okay. old school, or maybe not. Maybe I'd want something a little updated because they're reliable. Because oh, yeah. a, a car with a carburetor is hardly, when you have that kind of performance, it's not always reliable. I would choose the Corvette because they're sexy. <laughs> they are so sexy. Their curves, everything about that year is just, and it's also stealth. So it's not like you can put the side pipes on it and, and make it louder than life or larger than life. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I might, I might waffle between that, but I like the kind of under, <laughs> it sounds funny saying the understated American aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that, not to be political, but, you know, it just, it also screams, you know, old school California for me. Sure. And I think at the, at the root of who I am, I am very much old school California and it kind of speaks to a little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you oh, don't yeah. have to have, you know, a bus or a SUV filled with people. You can pick, you can choose one person to spend some quality time with. So, so maybe at the root of it, I, I preferred the one-on-one. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope that answered your question. It did. It did. (laughs) And it, it's kind of leads into my next question about giving back, which we've already really touched on the fact that you want to inspire others uh, by giving back and by inspiring them to get out there and do some exciting things in their lives. Like, like you have done, uh, what does that do for you personally when you reach somebody, they react to you and you go, yes, I, I, I hit that nerve in them that sparked them to take action. It reminds me I'm heading the right direction. Mm, yeah. I think that that really is at the end of the day. For me, I get, I, I, 
yesterday having a conversation. I'm not always good at receiving. I'm much better at giving. And I want, in the untangible way, I think that it, when I have that opportunity to do that, it gives me that validation that I'm, that I'm doing things right. Yeah. And I'm. Yep. You got it. Yeah. You've, you've hit yeah. the nail on the head. Is there a great book you've read you'd like to share with us, Jane? Oh, my favorite book my daughter got for me, Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic. Ah, okay. Do you want to know why? Why? Of course I do. <laughs> because, because she, she cites in there uh, a little bit about, you know, magic is flying all around us. Always. It's always out there. And maybe this is too woo-woo for some of the listeners, but it lands on us. And when we're ready, we pay attention to it. And when we're not ready, the magic goes to somebody else and it's exposed or manifested and created by them. Mm. And, and I've found that when I'm paying attention, these ideas like riding shotgun, they unfold, they develop, they come to life based on that, based on it being magic. Nice. And we all have, we all can have magic in our life. We just, we just need to be a little bit more aware. <laughs> Be open to the woo-woo. Be open to I the woo-woo. <laughs> yes. I like it. Absolutely. Oh, I like it. That's wonderful. One more short break. We come back. We're going to go on the ultimate drive with Jane Thurman, which should be great fun. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So Jane, I have a magic scepter which allows me to enable you to take the ultimate drive. You get to pick the car, you get to pick the person you're with, you get to pick where you're going. What does that ride look like to you? Hmm. Where are we going? Boy, this is a tough one, Mark. There's so many options. I know. As far yeah. as where we get to go. Well, one of my favorite places is down south. Can I pick the fact that the streets are open and we don't have a lot of traffic as well? Because that's part of my ultimate drive. The great thing about the Cars <laughs> Yeah Magic Scepter is you can imagine anything oh, you'd like to imagine. So the I traffic is gone. It. Yeah, the SoCal <sighs> traffic is dissipated. I love it. Okay, that makes it even easier because that really would dictate whether I have a manual transmission or of an course. automatic, yes. right? Yes, yes. So definitely, it's going, I would like to take a step back in time. I'd totally take my husband with me because he's been on this journey so long with me. And, under, you know, you get to a point and you understand cars, 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 cars. <laughs> so, so, of course, though, I would be driving and I'd want to get that 69 Camaro out of wherever it happens to be. And I would like to take the coast from 
PCH from Balboa Island all the way as far as we can through Dana Point and into Del Mar where all of the racing started for me. Yeah. It is such an incredible memory. Nice. I would do that every day. <laughs> it sounds nice to me. Oh, uh, I didn't. But yeah, I picked a car. Great. Yeah, you it did. Be- that 69 Camaro. Yeah. Yeah, abs- I absolutely. would make sure there was air conditioning in it too. <laughs> well, you might need that. Yeah, if it's uh, <laughs> a warm, that. sunny day. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a very, very nice drive. And boy, Jane, you've taken us on a, a wonderful drive today. And I want to do a shout out to my good friend and past car yeah, guest, Karen Salvaggio who introduced me to Jane yes. my talk with Karen. Boy, she's another firecracker out there that you really need to uh, listen to that. She's a wonderful person, inspiration, and uh, she likes to drive fast too. So, Oh, yeah, she yeah, does. There you go. <laughs> Before I let you go, would you share some parting words of wisdom or advice, maybe a success quote or a mantra? Wow. Um, boy, you've got me on the spot there. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> you know, I think that... It has to be something my father always said to me. And my sister, who's older, she was the number one daughter, Mm -hmm. and I was considered the number two daughter. And I remember asking him one day, I said, please, I was very young, but this is stuck with me. He said, please, Dad, come on, I want to be the number one daughter. (laughs) And he looked at me, and he says, no, number two is good. Number two always tries harder. (laughs) And... That ultimately has been the mantra of my life. I don't, I don't need to be number one. I almost would rather put somebody else into number one. Of course, don't get me wrong. On the track, I want to be number one. Of course. But I'm talking about in life that mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's, it's okay to be the wind beneath somebody else's wings, you know, and, and just kind of push them and watch them as they grow and shine. And, and that's just always stuck with me. How so. fortunate you were to have a great father like that. What a what a great way to answer that question, too. Yeah. <laughs> because most dads would go, well, you are my number one. You're both my number one, whatever. But I love that he was an inspirational person just like you are. So there you go. Those genes kind of fell down uh, the roadway, if you will. What are the many ways people can follow along with you and watch what you're doing and be further inspired? Well, I would love for them to pop on to ridingshotgun.tv. That is my website. Okay. Or they can follow me on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. That's, that's a new social media program. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, social media at Fast Lane Jane <laughs> love it. underscore for Instagram and Fast Lane Jane on Facebook. There you go. I love it. I'll make sure I put links to all those so you can follow Jane. I encourage you to do that. I think she will. I don't think I know she will inspire you uh, to get out there and do something you only dreamed of or maybe you never dreamed of it. And you know what? By golly, like Jane, you can do it, too. I think that's fantastic. Jane, hey, thanks for spending some really great time with me today. You are awesome. I've had so much fun until you and I talk again. Maybe we'll see each other one day on the Coast Highway. I'll see you down the road. Bye, Mark. Thank you so much. I enjoyed our time together. You're welcome. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!